tired of losing money in the stock market roller coaster? Frustrated with the government taxing you into oblivion? Worried about inflation? How do you prepare for so many financial uncertainties? Welcome to the show that will help you develop your game plan. The Financial Quarterback with Josh Jelinski. Josh is a noted financial advisor and president of the Jelinski Advisory Group. And he's here to answer your questions. Call into the show at 800-321-0710. 0710. Now let's kick off your financial future. Here's Josh Jelinski. We're going to do a little technical analysis. We're going to talk about the power of a Roth IRA, the best thing you can do financially if you're under 30, three things to know when you start investing, why you should start investing early, and more. So the market is reeling. People want to know, what the heck do I do with my money? I'm going to get some market charts up for you. We're going to do a little market technical analysis and more. And it'll be lots of fun. So the, the market up $8. $8 today, the S&P. Up 0.22% on Friday. The Dow down 0.13. The NASDAQ up 1.43 showing some signs of life. Russell 2000 up 0.96. Tech shares are rebounding, but stocks still log the worst week since March of 2020. You heard it here first a while ago when we talked about a summer of pain. Gas prices at the pump. This week in Bidenomics from Yahoo Finance, Silence on the sell-off. We need leadership, Mr. President, on oil, on the economy, or we may very well have, you know, what, what did uh, Trump say? The Biden depression? We might have that. This is uh, alarming. And we need clear, we don't need to blame Putin. We need to talk about what's going on in the market. So maybe you want to know what's going on with your money. But I'm going to keep this as a market macro room. So we're answering all your questions on personal finance. So come along and I'm going to talk about some charting. So look at the S&P 500 right here. So here we are, the S&P. It was a good day in the S&P today. Why? Because the market didn't go to hell. That's why. So I have a bunch of questions that listeners have fed me. And a bunch of you are asking about different things. So I'm going to talk first about the power of a Roth IRA. So here's the biggest tip today when it comes to all of the upheaval. Do not, I'm the financial quarterback, and do not avoid the blocking and tackling when it comes to your money. Be very mindful of market risk but be more mindful of what to do from a personal finance perspective. So tip number one, the power of a Roth IRA. The beauty of a Roth IRA is if you convert now to a Roth at lower depressed prices, all of the growth, when we have our rebound, will be growing tax-free and you can pull it out tax-free. Now, I don't know the exact truth of what's gonna happen this year, nobody knows. Markets could plunge more or they could rally more. Ron Barron went on CNBC today and he said it is an epic buying opportunity. So number one, the power of a Roth IRA. Let's talk about that first. The power of a Roth IRA. A Roth IRA is powerful because you get to grow that money tax-free and pull it out tax-free. And if there's one thing I am worried about, it is the rising impact of government debt. What is all of this inflation teaching us? That if you're a Republican or Democrat, liberal, conservative, I don't really care. I love y'all. But you know what you can't change? You can't change math. I'm gonna go right now to the usdebtclock.org. Let's go to the usdebtclock.org. We're gonna go to the usdebtclock.org in real time. Let's go, Jim. And you get to see we have a $30 trillion national debt. Inflation is the stealth tax, as Ronald Reagan once said. 
We have 30 trillion in debt. That's 242,000 per taxpayer, 91,000 per citizen. Here's my solution to stop that. Everybody should pay a minimum of 5% income tax because we have too many citizens who don't pay tax. What do I mean by that? If you have $30 trillion in national debt, and if you look right here, 91,000. So Jim, you're a citizen, right? You got to write a check, 91 grand today. If all the citizens wrote a check for 91 grand, the country would be debt free. But not all citizens pay taxes. So you're a taxpayer, right, Jim? So you would really have to pony up 242 grand. I would have to pony up 242. You would have to pony up 242. Jennifer would have to put up uh, 242. So here's the thing, my friends. We're going to get screwed on inflation because money doesn't come out of nowhere. You know, we were taught we could keep rates artificially low forever, print money, and it would have no consequence. Well, how's your grocery bill been lately? That's inflation. So whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you should embrace fiscal conservatism. There was a time when they had the blue dog Democrats. There was a time when Republicans believed in a lower national debt. When COVID came, both Republicans and Democrats said the debt doesn't matter. Do you remember that guy, Thomas Massey? Do you remember what President Trump called him? He called him a mass hole because he was the only congressman who was wanting an audit of where these federal funds were going. I thought the guy was great. So me and Massey were the only people who were saying anything. Now we're all saying, you know, why? Why are my prices going up? Why is my food bill going up? Because you're an economic idiot and you voted for people who would drive the cost of goods higher. It's the law of supply and demand. See, physics cannot be repealed. The laws of nature cannot be repealed. The laws of economics cannot be repealed. And when you have more dollars in circulation, chasing fewer and fewer goods, what's going to happen to prices? Prices will rise. So... Back to the power of the Roth IRA. And we're going to go to the whiteboard. We'll show my, you can show my face now. The power of a Roth IRA is you get to grow that money tax-free. You get to pull it out tax-free. And when you're old, you don't have to worry about taxes. Taxes will be paying all of this government debt when you're old. So the government has a great deal with you. It's called a traditional IRA. You get a tax break on the way in. It grows tax deferred on the way up. But on the way out, when you can least afford it, you have to pay your favorite uncle. Who's your favorite uncle? Who's your daddy? Who's your uncle? Your favorite uncle is Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam, they pick because U.S. is Uncle Sam. U.S. So basically, Uncle Sam is going to take a chunk out of your retirement. If you don't like that, that's the power of the Roth IRA. You pay taxes now, then it grows tax-free and can be pulled out tax-free. So imagine you're a farmer and you can pay tax on the seed or the harvest. You're not that smart. <laughs> so what, what would you pick? If you were a farmer, Jim... You're a smart guy, but pretend you're dumb. Okay. Would you rather pay tax on the seed when they're little bitty or on the harvest when it's big? Seed. Bingo. <laughs> you're not a rocket scientist, but at least you're smart enough to know I'd rather pay tax on the seed than the harvest. What about you, Ben, the intern? Seed. The seed. Very good. That's because you've been listening to me. Now, your accountant is an idiot. Most people's accountants are historians, not futurists. Now, forgive me if you're an accountant listening. I love accountants. I have a soft spot for accountants. 
And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to make a new little whiteboard and pretend you're an accountant. Now, we love our accountant. I have one. And accountants are historians. They're experts in what you didn't do last year, so that's why you're going to have to pay a lot of taxes. So you go to an accountant. It's too late because 2021's already done. The accountant says, you owe what? Taxes. So folks, when we return, we'll be back talking about the Roth and being a tax futurist versus a tax historian. When we return, so call us, meet with us over Zoom, 888-988-JOSH for a free 27-point ultimate financial game plan. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Don't touch that dial. Are you worried about the recent coronavirus crisis and how it may have affected your money? Hi, everybody. I'm Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, inviting you to join me for my complimentary six ways to keep calm during turbulent markets webinar. If you schedule and keep your no obligation webinar today at 888-988-JOSH, it's a great thing to do. If you're stuck at home under stay at home orders, call us right now, 888-988-JOSH. If you're bored, there's never been a better time to get Get a second opinion on your wealth than right now. 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674. And go to my website, retirementrealitycheck.com today and take your free investment profile quiz. And when you buy my book, you're eligible for three free gifts. 888-988-JOSH. Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular financial quarterback radio program, 888-988-JOSH. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, talking about your accountant is a better historian than a taxes, than a futurist. And what do I mean by that? Let's go to the board. An accountant looks at what you did last year. It's often too late to do anything. So if you want to save taxes for next year, meet with us this year. Very simple, right? You don't have to be a rocket scientist. Call us at 888-988-JOSH. But what about the whole Roth IRA? Since we're talking, back to me, on the power of a Roth IRA, the power is you pay tax on the little bitty seeds, it grows to a harvest. And you might be a smart person. And you might say, Josh, well, I did the math. I did the math, excuse me, I've done the math. And the Roth and the IRA have no difference if the tax rate the same. And I would say, you're right. If you're that smart, you figured that out, good for you. You get a blue ribbon in the financial education class. However, you don't get a blue ribbon in the financial historian because with mounting government debt, what, where is the government gonna get money from? Willie Sutton used to rob banks. Why did Willie, Willie Sutton rob banks? Jim. That's, the, that's where the money was. There we go. Did you hear that from me or did you hear that from somebody else before? before? I've heard that before. Willie Sutton used to rob the banks because that's where the money is. Where do you think the money's going to go? Where do you think the money is going to go? When they need money, where do you think the government's going to go when they need money? They're going to go to your IRA or your 401k because it's a tax-deferred investment. Now, I'm all for the IRA or 401k. It's a great for savings vehicle. A lot of idiots on TikTok and Instagram telling people 401k is bad. I've met more people who grew up lower middle class who become two millionaires over 401ks than I could ever think about. Why? Because they saved... 10% of their pay religiously. Question number one, are you saving 10% of your pay religiously? If you aren't, don't complain about not getting ahead. You might say, well, it's hard. You know what? I have a client. He's got a couple million bucks. If you saw him, he'd look like a homeless guy. But he saved a lot of money. No, Jim's shaking his head. There's many guys like that, by the way. It's not just one. And I go, oh, uh, so-and-so, do you have a computer? He goes, no, I'm going to go to the library. You know what? That guy's a genius. He's not spending the 90 bucks a month on one gig Comcast or Verizon. 
He's being frugal. And he's taking that money, buying stocks and hodling. So I commend that person. So if you want to be rich, here's the secret. Look homeless and use a library card. And also marry a cheap date. You know, if your spouse needs coach handbags and Louis Vuitton and all this other stuff, you know what? You probably won't amount to anything financially. I'm sorry. Then you might say, well, I make a lot of money. I want to treat myself. Do that. God bless you. But there are some tips to being financially successful. And we're going to talk about things you weren't taught in school. And those things that you taught, uh, basically this, this segment is called things about finance you weren't taught in school. Number one, look homeless. Number two, drive a beater car for your first 10 years. Number three, marry a rich person, but live just below the poverty limit. What do I mean by that? You should have a budget and your budget should be no more than 2,500 a month. And then you just save all the rest. That's how you get ahead. But nobody wants to do that. I remember I did that. I was 22, newly married. My in-laws were afraid to go to my house because they thought we lived on the seedy end of town. But you know what? I didn't care. Something you're taught is to not keep up with the Joneses. And you know what? By the time I hit 30, who had the last laugh? So three things you weren't taught about in school that matter. Number one, marry a cheap date. Number two, use the library. Number three, cut subscriptions. People go, Josh, Josh, how do I fight inflation? You know how you fight inflation? You don't buy new crap that you don't need. So folks, we're talking about personal finance tips that transcend the market. So come on up. You get to ask me any financial question you have. So we'll go to Curtis. Hi, Curtis. Do you have a question on your money in these uncertain times? Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Financial quarterback. So I'm um, just loving the topic. Um, I'm just learning so much about the financial game. You know, currently finishing up my bachelor's degree in business finance with a concentration of project management. And currently taking my macroeconomics class, studying the economy as a whole, you understand about inflation. And like you said, it just all comes down to your basic money habits, your relationship with money. How are you budgeting? Are you over leveraged? Are you spending more than you're making? And I think that's very, very key and important. And, um, you know, I just I'm submerging myself into so much knowledge to take myself to the next level. You know, I came into the professional, the professional athlete uh world you know at a very young age with very little financial intelligence or financial literacy and throughout my career just really taking ownership of getting more smarter getting more eligible because i do want to go to the next level as far as my tax bracket and um you just see so many people you know around you that's struggling with money you know it's, it's not about how much money you you can make it's really about how much money you can keep so just awesome conversation thanks for having me and um that's my tip great uh we got eli go ahead Hi there. This is my first time on your on your platform. Um, yeah, thank you very much for creating this room. I love the topic which you you are talking about uh, stock uh, stock market meltdown. So my question for you today is: How would you say um, newbies should learn how to invest in stock market? Like, how would you know which one would be good for you and that wouldn't uh, incur any excess charges in the near future? So that's my question. You mean like what sectors to invest in or just personal financial tips? Um, to, to invest in. Well, number one, it's, it's all about the rate. They've done studies that if you just banked 15% of your money every year, you're going to be a financial success. It could be in cash. It could be in real estate. It could be in index funds. Now I'll give you a model to verify economic success and I'll, I'll talk about my model. So my model is pretty simple. There are five components to a good financial model. Cash flow, meaning money coming in, money coming out. And you, and 
you got to get your cash flow where you're saving 10 to 15% of your pay. If you can do that, you're successful. Then we look at debt. You got to avoid all stupid debt. So if you don't have a grasp on your cash flow, you don't have a grasp on your debt, it's like monopoly. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. And then we move to protection. And I have a model called protection, savings, and growth. I will give to anybody free my model. 888 josh You get to see your own customizable numbers on the model. And basically, uh, if you look at the model, it stands for protection, savings, and growth. So you get a good handle on your cash flow. You save 10 to 15% of your pay religiously. If you do that, you'll be a success. People go, but Josh, the market's down. It's down 20%. Will we have the Biden depression or will it just be a Biden slump followed by a Biden bump? Nobody knows. Things are cyclical. Here's the thing. You cannot control generally tax rates, inflation rates. There is so much out of the world that you cannot control, but you can control your savings rate. You can control not buying stupid stuff. You can control getting out of consumer credit card debt. So that's why we start with cash flow and debt. Then we move to protection. Now protection, even if you don't have a lot saved, you should focus on protection. Why? We all work for people we love and the causes we love. So if you get in a car accident, boom, and you're paralyzed, how are you gonna live? How are you gonna work? If you have a home fire, how are you gonna rebuild? If you get sued, how are you protected? So that's why car insurance, home insurance, and liability insurance are your first line of defense. And I'm going to show you our very model. It's up on the YouTube. If you go to Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, on YouTube, you can see the model. Then disability insurance. Now I'm going to get to investing. Don't don't uh, don't say, hey, why aren't you answering my question? Answering your question. Because the majority of people don't have basics of financial planning. They think a financial planner just buys mutual funds for them or stocks and is like a Warren Buffett or Wall Street, buy now, sell now. I mean, now we do that, you know. We can sell at a moment's notice. We can buy things. But here's the truth, folks. Stuff happens in life. You know, what's that Murphy's, what's Murphy's law, Jim? You know, whatever... Bad things happen, will happen. You want your financial plan to incorporate Murphy's Law. So disability is big. So before you save in the market, you should get out of consumer credit card debt. Now you should still be saving, by the way, in other things while you're getting rid of debt because you need to have long-term savings in the market to grow, to beat inflation over the long haul. But disability insurance is the most critical thing. Why? You need two-thirds of your income, studies have shown, to replace your income if you were to get disabled. But you might say, Josh, I'm living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, well, then you need disability insurance. Because let's say uh, our buddy Curtis is a personal trainer and he's helping people. And let's say something happens and he can't do what he does. Let's say he's, he's getting this macroeconomic training, but on the side, he's a personal trainer as well as a personal finance person, macroeconomic expert. Well, here's the thing. Maybe one's just paying his bills so he can advance himself and get all these other degrees. So you should have two thirds of your pay. So if you make hundred grand a year, that's 67 grand a year in disability insurance. If you make 40 grand a year, you should have two thirds of 40 grand in a disability protection of your paycheck. That is more important than even market money because you could always work longer, but you can't work longer if you're disabled. Then you should have wills and documents, trusts and life insurance. Because why do we work? We work hard for the people we love. What's gonna happen if we die? Will our loved ones be protected? So the simple rule with disability insurance is two-thirds of your pay, protecting your income. Simple rule in life insurance is get 20 times your income. 20 times your income if you have about 20 years left of working. If you have about 10 years left of working, get 10 times your income. 
And you can call us at 888-988-JOSH and we will show you how to do that. Get disability insurance or term insurance uh, equal so that your family's protected. That is your moat around your castle. So we've talked about cash flow. We've talked about debt. I'll give you your very own customizable model for free if you call my office at 888-988-JOSH or you can go to calendly.com slash Jelinski and you get the book, uh, a meaning free there or DM me model and I'll give you the customizable model for free. You don't have to become a client, just our gift to you. Then we have savings. So you're done with protection, then you move to savings, which is the orange in the YouTube. The savings component consists of having an emergency fund and that's critical. So before you save in the stock market, you shouldn't buy Doge, you shouldn't buy cryptocurrencies, you shouldn't buy Bitcoin, you shouldn't do anything until you have six months emergency fund in the bank. Now why? We buy life insurance, protect our families in the event of death, disability in case we can't work due to a health emergency. And the third reason we, we have a six month emergency fund is so that we have money for unemployment issues. Maybe we have a transition at work. Maybe we're pushed out of our job because a robot takes our place, whatever it might be. You need six months in the bank before you invest in the stock market. Then once you accrue six months of an emergency fund, then you can afford to plow in 10, to 15% of your money into the stock market. Now, what should you invest in? Well, I'm not giving direct investment advice, but you should invest in a certain amount in bonds. This is our growth quadrant, certain amount in stocks, certain amount in real estate. That way you have hard assets like gold and real estate. Uh, some would have Bitcoin in here. Now, if you look at this model, you have bonds, stocks, and real estate or hard assets. Simple rule, a third in bonds. Now, also under the bond category, I would have annuities and I would have cash value life insurance. If you're younger, I actually prefer a cash value life insurance because it serves double duty dollars. It protects your family and it grows and it's principal protected. Whereas bonds, you could lose your money in bond ETFs. So when it comes to stocks, you could put your money in blue chips. You could put it in low cost indexes. We at my firm wealth quarterback have three different investing in stock strategies. We have tactical where we make tactical shifts based on market dynamics. We could go cash, we could go short, we could go long. A lot of people like that right now in, in these uncertain times. For the long-term investor, we have something called strategic, where we diversify you into different asset classes. So we don't put everything in the US markets. We might have some gold, some US, some overseas, some large cap, some mid cap, some hub cap, some uh, value, some growth. So think of it as a pie. And remember, I don't, you remember uh, the game Trivial Pursuit? how you had this pie and you were supposed to fill it with each different piece of the pie and each different piece had a different color. That's like strategic. So you're diversified in different asset classes, which basically means you lose less in a down market, but you can pick a risk profile that's right for you. And then we also have strategic with individual stocks where we buy stocks that we believe will be around in five or 10 years that have a high potential to growth. The key with the market in these times is if you don't plan on holding it for 10 seconds, don't own it for 10 years. Wait, no, I, I screwed that up. If you don't plan on holding it for 10 years, don't own it for 10 seconds. So be sure to tell all your friends about it about us, uh, share my YouTube, but too many people, 
They got into the crypto craze. They didn't have enough in cash, so they're losing their shirt, which is sad. And we're going to break right here. But before we do, call our office at 888-988-JOSH for the special Income for Life blueprint. And we will show you how you could potentially have less worries in retirement. And if you call us right now, we'll throw in the Income for Life where you get to see your numbers on one page where you can detail your income from 66 to 96, from 82 to 92, from 42 to 142. You get to see how much income you can retire on, but you have to call me now, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674 for the free Income for Life blueprint. It's always on your mind. Retirement, whether you're 55 or 35. Not everyone wants to work forever, and most would like a comfortable retirement. You may already have a plan, but is it the right one? Josh Jelinski, host of the popular Financial Quarterback radio program, is ready to guide you towards financial freedom. He challenges the ways your parents and grandparents saved money with fresh strategies, which are exactly what you need to navigate today's volatile economic climate. Josh's new book, Retirement Reality Check, is available to order on Amazon. It's an easy read that guides you through his system for securing your financial freedom, including tax-saving strategies, understanding the right investment mix, and more. Order now. Retirement Reality Check from New York's Financial Quarterback. Then call Josh at 888-988-JOSH. Let Josh help you map out your retirement using fresh strategies. Call 888-988-5674. That's 888-988-5674. Anybody have a question on their money? Well, I don't have a question on my money, uh, but I have uh, maybe a, a, a suggestion I think would help um, with your, you know, with your process in your message um can i share it sure go ahead um since you're mentioning uh to, to on the call uh to you know uh, as as places where to put our money potentially it, it would be kind of cool um for let's say for the target of your audience whatever the age bracket it is um maybe you know investigate individuals that have real receipts real businesses real side hustles that can be developed like let's say over the weekend or from the house uh, online or um, something simple so that individuals that uh, are living paycheck to paycheck uh, they can learn that a specific skill set they can they can you know get interested if they're if they want it or just have um, a, a, an idea or a list of a uh, financial method that they can earn more money and then begin saving if they need to. Uh, so I was just thinking that would be something, I think that would be cool. I would love to hear stuff like that. Um, you know, if you, if you can develop that. So just want to share that. Yeah. I have a whole chapter in my book on part-time jobs. I think we were, we were trying to focus on Ellie or Eli's question about kind of what to do with investing when you're starting. And the big key is the rate of savings and then in the tax allocation structures. So we have this model, and I'm gonna show the model again, where you can then pick, of course, a side hustle would be in the cash flow quadrant. Meaning if you can't save 10 to 15% of your pay, go to your boss, say, I want more hours. I wanna get more hours, I'll work overtime, I'll do this to enhance that cash flow so you can plow into savings. And then if you want to head over to the YouTube, you can actually see the model is very clear. There are nine components of savings, checking, savings accounts, credit unions, savings bonds, CDs, money markets, tax deferred accounts like annuities. Let's say you're like, Josh, I don't like the market upheaval. You could look into an annuity, which in a way gives you cash flow in retirement without worrying about the market if it's a fixed or fixed index. But then there's tax-free, and that's one of the biggest tips is when you are looking to save for a rainy day, look at saving in accounts that will grow tax-free. Then look at tax deductibles to get a tax write-off so you have more existing cash flow. Then go into bonds 
and preferred stocks, blue chip stocks, and growth securities, which would be like exchange traded funds. We would recommend no load exchange traded funds, index funds, and a broad diversity of them if you're looking in the growth securities quadrant. We even have a spot for Bitcoin in the G7 collectibles drawer where there's growth. And that's also where hard assets go. And because it's a bearer asset. And then real estate, as well as businesses and tax shelters. So businesses are a part of a model. So if you own your own business, for example, if you have a side hustle, let's say, whatever, you're a personal trainer making 20 grand a year. You know, you could create a Roth 401k, incorporate your business LLC and sock away 20 grand a year, tax-free for the rest of your life. You pay it for with after-tax dollars, it grows tax-free and can be pulled out tax-free. So uh, back to um, more of your questions, folks. If you have a question, feel free to chime in. But we're talking about the power of a Roth IRA let me give you some tips for tax-free investing. Tax-free investing tips. I'm going to give you nine tax-free tips. Number one, because here's the thing. We can't control the market. We don't know what's going to happen exactly. It's going to get worse before it gets better. That's my tip. Or it's going to get wor- better before it gets worse. You know, Nobody knows exactly but we can control the tax location of your money. So I'm gonna give you nine, count them nine, powerful ways to save money tax rate. Tip number one, a Roth IRA. Tip number two, a Roth 401k. You might say, I make too much money to do a Roth IRA. Did you know you could do a Roth 401k regardless of income? Tip number three, get a side hustle and if you make too much money to do a Roth IRA, you can have your LLC create a Roth 401k for the business. Tip number four, health savings accounts. Tip number five. Now, a health savings account is a triple tax-free account. You can grow your money tax-free and pull it out tax-free. So it is a beautiful way to get it tax-free on the way in, you get a deduction, it grows tax-free, and you can pull it out tax-free. Next tip, consider cash value life insurance. A lot of people on social media are talking about it as infinite banking, but you don't want to go to somebody who creates uh, these weird terms. You want them to tell you what you're actually investing in, what you're actually putting your money in. Beauty of life insurance is it grows like a Roth and you can pull it out tax-free. Tip number seven, you could look at a 529, grows tax-free for college. Tip number eight, are we at eight yet? We might we might be at other ones. Tip number eight, if you have your own business, you could do a 401H. A lot of people know about the 401K, but did you hear about the 401H? And tip number nine, You could look at some powerful concepts like real estate investing or investing in Bitcoin mining and cost segregation where you actually get to write off your equipment. So, you know, for example, whatever your side hustle is, you could get some very real tax savings by buying equipment and you could write off Uh, And tip number 10, I'll give you a bonus tip number 10. Tip number 10, bonus tip number 10. You get to have a powerful tax savings on the bonus tip number 10 with cost segregation. That's tip number nine, but talk. uh, Tip number 10, solar. You get a massive write-off when you put solar on your house or business. So there's a lot of financial tips we're giving you but I really want to hear from you. So as I round out uh, the the, uh, segment of the show, I'm going to talk next about should you save your money in the bank? Uh, And before we go to the break, 
we're going to offer a free ebook, Key Financial Moves for 2022, when you schedule and keep your no-obligation review and call us right now, you get the touchdown bundle fresh out for 2022. A lot of you are concerned about your stocks. Get them evaluated from a standpoint of fees, risks, and taxation with our free risk analyzer. You'll also get the 27-point financial game plan and the MaximizeMySocialSecurity.com calculation for free. Just call us right now for the 45-minute ultimate financial game plan. It's a strategy session with yours truly and our illustrious team. 888-988-JOSH. 888-988-JOSH. We'll be back after these messages. Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback here. In these uncertain financial times, it is imperative that you guard your financial future. If you call within the next three minutes, we will offer our complimentary bear market survival guide, which will detail steps to help your plan to potentially survive the COVID-19 crisis. The bear market survival guide will cover how you might still be able to retire amid a volatile economic climate. We will throw in our complimentary 27-point ultimate game plan for retirement. Call us at 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674 for your bear market survival guide. Call Josh Jelinski, host of the popular financial quarterback radio program, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-JOSH. You know, what if the government has a bail-in of your money in a crash? You know what? The FDIC has been a reliable governmental institution since the 30s, 1930s. So generally, you're pretty safe as long as you hold up to FDIC limits. But it might be good to have some money at your house just in case you need it, like the old Italian method, right, Jim? Have some money under the mattress, but make sure you have it in a fire-proof safe so if your house burns down, you don't lose your money. And make sure you have certain bearer assets so you're protected from there as well. Next question is three finance tips if you're under 30. Three finance tips, if you're under 30, are the following. Number one, save 10 to 15% of your pay. Number two, build an emergency fund of one year of living expenses in the bank. Number three, hodl your stocks. Hodl, hold on for dear life. As long as you have quality, quality diversified ETFs, you should be fine dollar cost averaging no matter what happens to the market. And I'll give a bonus tip number four, consider protection. You know, when I was younger, I didn't really trust the stock market. Funny thing, because I'm a stockbroker, because I've seen the capital destruction that markets can have on people. We're seeing that now. People who are losing money in Lunaterra. People are losing money in hot stocks. And they didn't lead with protection. So for me, when I first started made, making money, I socked away a lot of money in my cash value insurance. Why? Because it's a conservative vehicle that protects my family and grows like a Roth. So what I wanted was a certain amount in secure assets. And then I started plowing into uncovered assets in the market. So build covered assets. That's bonus tip number four. If you're under 30, or frankly, even if you're over 30, have covered assets not tied to the market and uncovered assets where you can grow that money uh, very suitably over the long haul. Next question I got from a listener is three things to know when start when you start investing. Three things to know when you start investing. Number one, bear markets occur. Typically every seven years, think about 1987 crash, 1994, 2000 to 2002 dot bomb burst, 2007 to 2009 housing crash, 2015, the summer of the Shemitah and the blood moons, summer of 2022 maybe, Summer of inflation and the Fed interest rate hike scare. So here's the thing. Bear markets are a part of investing. Keep saving 10 to 15% regardless. But you should never have enough in the market 
where you're worried about it. I talked to somebody the other day. They said, Josh, I can't help it. I wake up and my phone tells me what the market does. You know what? Delete your stocks app. If you have no willpower, if you don't have the financial chutzpah to stay in this market, delete the apps and just meet with your financial advisor once a quarter. Revise your game plan. Now, I'm not talking about buy and hold and die broke when you're old. See, that's a tip that some people say, oh, just buy and hold, buy and hold. Well, sometimes that's a good tip. And sometimes it turns into buy and hold and die broke when you're old. So be careful that that's not you. Now, sure, have a long-term plan. Stick to it. Next question that I'm getting from a lot of you listeners, next question I'm getting is, should you buy or rent your home today? My tip is rent your home because in 12 to 18 months, we may have some softening in the real estate market. And with record high interest rates right now on a 30-year mortgage, now may be the worst time to buy a home. So consider renting and then maybe buying 12 months or 18 months. Things might soften. Long-term, I think they might soften more in four to five years, but we'll see. Should Second question I'm getting, should I buy or rent a car? I guess what the question really means is should I buy a car or lease? You know what? I know more people have been screwed by car fleeces or car leasing because they drove over the mileage. So there's nothing wrong with the car lease, but make sure you are only driving within the limit of the miles on the lease. Like I drive 30,000 miles a year. So on 30,000 miles, I a lease would be a very bad idea. So it depends on the mileage. Also, uh, you may want to consider buying back your car from a lease if your lease is ending because now there's a, sh a car shortage. Next financial tip. People have asked me, Josh, Josh, give me three finance tips for kids. Well, you know what? I have seven kids and I can count on one finger the kid who really cares about money so far. <laughs> now, my older two girls, they like spending money. My third born, he likes saving money. My fourth born just gives me the money and says, dad, invest it. So I really think kids should be involved right away. So teach them the importance of savings. Teach them taxes. Here's how I teach my kids about taxes. We buy ice cream. And when they go to buy some ice cream, I take a daddy tax. So they get a nice heaping cone of ice cream. And I take the cone and I take a big giant bite out of that first scoop of ice cream. You know, the nice one. And they say, that's just what taxes are. They take a bite out of your income via social security and FICA taxes, and then payroll taxes and income taxes. And I teach my kids about taxes. So they know about taxes. They know that how to buy things on eBay. So kids really, I don't think you force it. I think you wait for those small teaching moments. I've heard the old adage, you know, have three jars, give, save, spend. We teach them about tithing. So if they get $20, we teach them to give $2 to God or to various charities. Tithing is a wonderful principle to teach kids not to hold on to their money too tightly. I think the, the get, uh, piggy bank jars are helpful. They teach them, you know, only spend it for when it matters. So some tips for kids. I mean, personally, there is no father that would want their kids to take an interest in this more than me, but I've had to kind of go easier. And I really thought, I thought my kids would want to trade stocks because when I was 12, I wanted to trade stocks. So far, I think my third born and my fourth born might be into that because I'm going to take some of their money and we're going to buy some stuff. And then I'm going to show them, okay, this is how your money's growing. I also fund, so we fund 
stocks for them. We fund insurance contracts for them. And I show them the chart of how much this should be at 18. And they kind of get into it. Like they're like, oh, I'll be rich at 18. You know, they, they probably won't be. But the point is, it's good for a kid to learn about that. Or they learn about different things like trusts. They learn about allowance, things like that. Everybody has different methods to teach kids. I've learned you kind of go easy. There's certain things that they do. You know, for example, if they leave a toy around too many times on the floor and they're not using it, I throw it out because I don't want to see the junk. So more toy, you know, hey, dad, where'd that toy go? I don't know. <laughs> so the key is to teach them the gift of tithing, number one. Number two, the give, save, spend jars. You label one jar, give, one jar, save, one jar, spend. And then teaching them things like eBay. So my daughter, she reminds me of my mother. She has $2 to spend. She spends it. She'll buy some things that she doesn't really need. But I talked to her about it. I said, did that thing give you pleasure that lasted? She goes, no, but I like to buy things. So, but the point is she's learning how to negotiate. She's learning bargaining. She's learning some negotiation techniques. She's learning about shipping, taxes. So I think you kind of go as the natural habits of the child reveal themselves. But I want to say, hey, do you want to work for daddy? Uh, they go, no. <laughs> the, the firstborn doesn't. Now, my thirdborn, he reads statements. So he'll look at statements and he'll look and he'll read, you know, what do you have in this stock? What's in this thing? So also kind of going through a lot of parents don't teach their kids about money. They don't talk about trusts. They don't talk about how when I die, this money's for you. And it's for the blood. It's for the dynasty. So that way, when you pass and the money goes to the kid, they don't share it with their spouse. You know, if their spouse loves them, great. But I don't want my, my future son-in-law or daughter-in-law run away with half of what I gave my daughters or sons. So folks, I want to thank you all for joining us. Another exciting edition of the Financial Quarterback Radio Show. And folks, I will give you a free PSG model. That's the protection savings and growth model for free when you schedule your 45-minute Zoom chat with me, Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-5674, 888-988-JOSH.